Good morning. Thank you very much. Thank you, Tim. Shall we just pray? Father God, we thank you that you are with us. Lord, I pray that you would speak to us this morning as we take a moment. Holy Spirit, that you would breathe into us new life, new inspiration, that we may be more like you, that we may be able to be your hands and feet to this world. In Jesus' name, amen. And like Paul says, I'm looking at inhale this morning. And I don't know about you, but if you ever try and inhale and just inhale, it becomes problematic. So this preach comes with a warning that if you take this preach as a standalone, you're going to get into trouble. This preach is seriously connected to what Paul's going to look at next week when he talks about exhale. And I will touch on it a few times in a little bit. So they will overlap. It's very difficult to talk about the inhale without talking about the exhale. But to just do the one isn't good or healthy for us. It doesn't cause us to survive. And I was just um, contemplating and thinking this week and I was chatting to some people the other day and I was reminded of a time when I was younger and I don't know what your church background is, maybe you have no church background, maybe you've been in church all your life. I grew up in a Church of England church um, that was quite a relaxed church um, but I remember at one point in time when I was a child, I was probably about seven or eight and they did a group of courses, and you could join up to different courses and have a go at something within the church. And I signed up for the bell ringing course. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. That's the noise it makes. And the church that I went to, where we live, you can still hear the bells ringing on a Sunday morning or on a Saturday. And I think, I had a go at that once. <laughs> And I remember going up and it was up a little windy staircase into, into like the tower where the bells were. And it was full of some men who seriously knew what they were doing. And one woman who you just didn't mess with here because she was a bell ringer and she could really ring the bells. Anyway, so I went up to have a go and there's a group of us. I was brought a box because I couldn't reach. Some things never change. And... Um, I was designated an elderly gentleman. It was a lovely gentleman, though he had the shakes, which quite put me at a loss because he is shaking as he rings the bells. So I'm panicking anyway, thinking, this thing, oh my goodness. And you sort of had to wrap the end of the rope around your hand and then it was like a fluffy bit about halfway up, if you've ever seen rope bells. Go and have a look at one. They're very interesting. And you had to pull it down and then grab the fluffy bit and then let it go in a certain way. And unless you got in the rhythm with it of like... And that is seriously what you do. You have to get into this rhythm of ringing the bell. And I was doing really well. This chap was helping me let go. I was having to go. I was ringing this bell. I'm thinking, oh... I'm just the bee's knees here ringing this bell. And then I panicked and I lost the rhythm of the bell. And in that split moment, I had to decide, do I want to go up with the bell or do I let the thing go? I let it go. And off it went, up into where the bells were, and somebody had to go in to retrieve it. And it was quite embarrassing, and I was in trouble. But I tell you this because 
It's like with breathing, unless we get into a rhythm, unless we get into a rhythm of life, unless we allow the ins and the outs, then we aren't healthy. And it doesn't then help us to live our lives in a fruitful and a good way. So the inhale is really, really, really important because if that doesn't come in, we have nothing to exhale. But we have to do the both. We have to get into that rhythm. And sometimes we can panic. Sometimes we can let go. Sometimes we can think, oh, I just can't cope anymore. But even in them circumstances and situations, it's very, very important to keep the rhythm and keep the balance of what you inhale and what you exhale. Even though at times, all we seem to want to do is just let go. So I want to encourage you this morning with the things that I say, put them into your life and get a balance, get a rhythm going. Let it be the rhythm of how you live your life. Even in the tough times, even in those times where you just want to go, oh, I'm just going to let go because I can't cope and I'm going to start having a lot of panic. Keep going. Okay. So like Paul says, this year we're looking at discipleship and Baz, if you can put it up on the screen, this is what Paul talked about. This is the discipleship model that we put together. And we have the inhale, the exhale, and the environment. And Paul explained that. If you weren't there for that Sunday, you can go online and have a listen. But we will explain it a little more over the next couple of weeks. But this week, my focus is on the inhale. And the things that we said that went with the inhale was the engaging with God now, that can happen in many ways. It can happen in worship. It can happen through prayer. It can happen through having a quiet time. It can happen through having a conversation with somebody about something completely random, but God actually speaks into your life. It can happen for when you're driving the car and you're listening to something on the radio and something just comes in and speaks into your life. It doesn't have to be something that is Oh, it has to be a spiritual thing. God can speak to us and breathe into us in many ways, in many areas, through children, through old people, through friends, through family, through people we don't like sometimes. That's always the ones to watch out for because God sometimes just wants to catch you out and breathe into you something new and something fresh. So it's always good to just be aware. Be aware of where you're engaging with God. And if we say God is omnipotent, I can't even say it, omnipotent, God is everywhere, God is in all things, then God can speak to us at all things, at all times, and through anything and everything he chooses to. Like a donkey, if you read the Old Testament. We also said it's about the Bible. Reading your Bible this year, we're doing a Bible, reading Bible plan as a year, going throughout the whole Bible. If you've not started that, you can just jump on where we're at, or you can t read a couple a, a day just to catch up. But they are on the connect points, and I think they're also on reception. It'd be great if you want to do that with us. But it's not just about reading it, it's about growing in it, isn't it? It's about what you take in and just taking that moment and saying, God, help me speak to me through your word as I read it. And we'll talk more about that as the weeks go on. The other thing and the final thing we put in that area was teaching. And we can get teaching from many areas. We can get it from books, from preaches, from things that we listen to online maybe, from the small groups, from discussions, from courses. There's teaching everywhere if we choose to take it in and take that time to just have a moment and allow God to teach us new things and to speak to us. And Baz, if we can put that next table up, that would be great. 
I had a little loop because I'm a bit like this. Well, you know, when we breathe, how does that work? And this is roughly how it works. So when we breathe as humans, the oxygen that goes in, that enters the lungs is 21%. Leaving the lungs is 16%. So you've obviously used a bit of it up. But you don't use all of it. Who knew? Share it around. Let someone else have some. Share it around. Share that book you've read around. Let someone else have some. Share that thing that God's told you around. Encourage someone. Carbon dioxide, which is not really very good for us, 0.03%, but then we send out 3%. So that stuff that isn't good for us, we do take a bit in, but we send even more of it out because it's something to do with what happens to oxygen. When it comes in your lungs, someone will come and tell me off after because I don't really understand the biology of it, but oh, carbon dioxide comes out. Trees like it. We work together. The world is in harmony. Praise the Lord. He knows what he's doing. If you're scientific, then please leave me alone after. I just don't understand it. The last one is nitrogen. And we breathe in 78%. And we breathe out 78%. Do you know what? I reckon engaging with God, reading your Bible, and teaching can be the same sometimes. We can say, oh, I'll go and engage with God at a prayer meeting or at my small group, or I'll take a moment and listen to this wonderful CD that I've got. I'm going to go and sit and read my Bible, and it goes in one ear and out the other ear, even though you're reading it with your eyes. But sometimes... We put ourselves under God's word. We put ourselves in a place where God can speak to us, where we can grow. And yet it comes in and goes straight back out again. And we continue to live our lives in the same way with nothing changing in us. And that's what I want to encourage you to consider where you're at. Is what I'm taking in being used not only to do something helpful to me, to help me to live, to help me to then live my life and be productive and be fruitful, but also am I then producing something that I can give out that will help others grow, like the carbon dioxide helps trees and plants grow, I think. Are you doing that? Or is it just coming in like nitrogen and just going straight out again and it's no use nor ornament to anyone? Thank you. I think it's really important that we consider what is actually going on in our lives and whether what is coming in and then going out of us, which we'll look at more next week, is causing change in us and change then in other people. Are we producing fruit? Are we producing ourselves, within ourselves, the ability to be able to do and be and produce wonderful things? That's the question we need to ask. I love this psalm, Psalm 104. Verse 13, this is from the New Living Translation, says, When you give them your breath, this is David talking to God, when you give them your breath, life is created and you renew the face of the earth. I don't know about you, but I want some of that breath. I want some of that breath from God. So life is created in me and that because of what's created in me renews the face of the earth. I want some of that. I want more life in me. I don't want to be satisfied with the point that I've got to in the life that God's given me and the things that he's done in my life. I want more. I want more of God's breath to bring more life to me so I can do more to renew the face of the earth. Don't you? That's what we're called to do. Jesus said, go and make disciples. Let it start in us first, but let us go and make disciples. Let's see as a church that we can renew the face of the earth 
because of the life that is created in us and then through us. I think that is amazing and just sums it up completely. So what I've done is I've sat and I've considered and I've taken ages over this. It was like I've just trying to find something and finally it came to me last night and I was like, oh, thank you, God. So I've not got as many points on the screen as I perhaps normally do, so please bear with me. Um, but what I thought was really important is how deep do we take that inhale? What is the depth of your inhale? Because the deeper you take the breath, surely the more good it does you. Surely the deeper the breath goes, then the more productive it is within you physically. I know um, when people struggle with things like asthma or when people are ill with bad chests, then very often they can have a shortness of breath and they struggle to get the oxygen in and then the oxygen doesn't do what it needs to do for the body and it can cause people to become very ill. What I want to encourage you today is take a deep breath of God when you take your breath. Don't take shallow breaths of God, but take a deep breath of God. And from that deep breath, it will cause health and life and vitality to grow and to flow through you. Let's look at the depth of the inhale that we do. And what you take in affects everything. It affects your health. It affects your growth. It affects your future. And we take things in from many different areas, from relationships, from the places that you go, from the things that you see, from things that you watch on TV, to things that you read. There are many, many places where we take things in and we inhale things from. And I think we have to consider, are those good places to be breathing in from? And that's what I want us to look at in a minute. You know, apparently... Most people, not all people, because some people can do it for a very long time, but most people can hold the breath for about 30 seconds. Do you ever go? No, it's a bit long, isn't it? But most people can hold the breath for about 30 seconds. You're all trying it now, aren't you? Everyone's got to, in a minute, everyone's going to go. <gasps> we have first aiders on site, if you'd like to go. But what the point is, you've got to choose what to take in. You've got to make that choice to take in. We can't hold a breath forever in the, in the natural. You can't hold yourself. It was <laughs> you can't hold it forever spiritually either. You need to allow something in. You have to choose. You have to make a choice what you allow into your life, what you allow to breathe into you and then cause to have an effect upon your life and then upon how you live your life how it affects the face of the earth. And I had a little look, um, just in the natural, things that can be harmful to us naturally in our bodies that we breathe in. So these are things that are bad, that can actually cause death and damage within us. And things like gases and substances, so for example, gas fires, barbecues, smoking, different vapours that you can take in, these all damage your ability to live to a maximum capacity. They also can damage your ability to just live full stop, can't they, if we're honest, dependent on what you do with them. But also, and this I found absolutely fascinating, dust particles can also really help, really stop us from breathing well. So things like coal, um, flour, asbestos, 
All these sort of things cause diseases like emphysema. My grandpa had this because he worked in a bakery. So he, we were like, he wasn't even a coal person because it's associated with coal miners. But it was because of the flour that he ended up with emphysema in the end. And this bit, I think, is amazing. Many wives who actually never worked in the coal mines, who never worked in the bakeries, actually began to suffer with emphysema. And they couldn't understand why at first. But then they realised the dust that got onto the husband's clothes actually got into the air at the home and caused many wives as the husbands to suffer from emphysema. It gave me a shiver when I read that. Because I looked at it and thought, what I breathe into my life can affect my husband, my family and my friends whether I mean it to or not, the places that I go, the people that I see, the things that I read, the things that I look at, the things that I allow to come into me can actually affect and cause damage and death to those around me. Consider what you breathe into your life, that it isn't just for you. It isn't just, oh, well, it's just me who's going there, or it's just me who's looking at that, or it's just me who's taking that in. Actually, it can cause damage and death to those around you whether you mean it to or not. 